When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And hopefully you got in on that uh, power hour bet that came up last hour. Hopefully you did that. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi, and we are unexpectedly clean. We had the opportunity to paint the United Center ice today, which is a -a once-in-a-lifetime sort of thing that I never dreamed I'd be able to do. But we are paint-free yeah, uh, I painted the chin and neck. Yeah, and it, it was it was a very uh, <laughs> wide area for us to uh, hard to, to have up. to paint. Yeah, very hard to screw up. Yes. So so when you th- when you see the chin and the neck and the ear hole <laughs> on the uh, face center ice face off circle this year, think of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, we, you see us uh, see on the screen there. There's us. Yeah. So if any painting. if any opposing player. <laughs> falls and loses possession of the puck while skating on the neck of that the Blackhawk. That was us. You can yep. thank us. If, if uh, a Blackhawk does yeah. it, he's just a terrible skater. If, well, yeah, if, if, there's if, a good chance of that. If Connor Murphy blows a tire and, <laughs> and someone else scores, uh, it's it's not our fault. I mean, that was a really cool thing we got to do. And, and as we move, move later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, some other cool sports experiences we've had, and we want you to share yours with ours and then share some potential kind of bucket list things that we'd all like to participate in too at some point. But I have seen the Hawks every year. They show this video of fans out there. There's sometimes players out there or whatever painting the ice. And I've always thought, man, that would be the coolest thing to do because it is something that we all, not just the three of us, but all you people watching the podcast here on YouTube and all of you listening on the, uh, on your podcast apps, make sure you're subscribed. Of course Uh, you get to look at that logo you know, 41 times a year and it's big and it's beautiful and it's iconic. And to be part of the painting of that, I don't know. I've always been more of, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I've always been more about like experiences than stuff. Yeah. You know, like sure. A game used stick or game worn Jersey is something, but autographs, stuff like that. never really did it for me. This is up there with, the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. Mm. Uh, Honestly, not just when it comes to sports, but when it comes to life uh, to be out there at center ice. And I've actually never felt the surface of an ice arena without ice on it. It's kind of cool. It's like a grainy, a little bit slippery, very cold. It was like dry almost. Yeah. Very very dry ice. Yeah. And that was a little bit of, that was like the first layer of ice, but that's how it gets. Like you can imagine, like I know from, I didn't. I know it looks all nice and shiny and, and great when it when you're at the arena, but like by the by the end of a period, that's what they're like pretty much yeah. playing. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it gets tore up. Like I remember going, uh, getting the cover of the Chicago Wolves 2019 Calder Cup final when the Charlotte Checkers won the cup. They let us on the ice for the Calder Cup uh, presentation, and like you didn't even have to walk on like the mat. It was like walking on sand. It was so dry. Like, I'm like, how the heck did they yeah. play a hockey game on this? Now, mm. granted, that's an AHL rink. I mean, I'm sure, but yeah, it was, it was just, I have always loved how things are made or how yeah. things are mm-hmm. done. Like behind the scenes, and to get to see yeah. like how they do it and, and like be a part of it. That was awesome. And I, Mario and I were talking, uh, just standing there. We got to stand like at the blue line and kind of like look out and be like, this is what, Imagine being an opposing player standing mm-hmm. here for the for the anthem in like a 2013 playoff game. How yeah. freaking intimidating that's got to be! Uh, it was like cool. like be, being in the uh, in the arena in the stands, you know, for the anthem and you know for for seeing you know seeing the warm ups and, and and all that. It's you know it, it's one thing to to see it as a fan. Now, granted, we weren't on the ice for a game, but being on the ice standing at center ice and just kind of taking like a, a 360 just kind of looking around 
you imagine like 20,000 people in that arena as loud as it can be. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. I can imagine why it would be kind of intimidating even as a home home player, uh, as a Blackhawks player at the United center, how it can be overwhelming to be in that kind of, uh, you know, environment and, you know, it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. And especially, if, you know, like you said, like as an opposing player, as a young player, like the, the United center at its peak, uh, can be a pretty intimidating place for, for a road, road opponent to, uh, to come in and play. And yeah, so I took a second at center ice to kind of think about, all right, when Connor Bedard takes his first face off, <laughs> this is what he's going to, this is where he, right where he's going to be. Just the goosebumps that have to be all over your body when something like that happens. And I made a point, too, to stand kind of in the middle and look straight up at the scoreboard and just the size of that thing yeah. and imagining <laughs> what it huge. sounds like when you're right there, when the goal horn goes off, when you're on the ice, mm-hmm. and the fans and the lights and just the whole thing. Just to be there on a, a day where really nothing else is happening in the building and it's just empty seats and you're just on the surface. It Quiet. was, I don't know, I got like, probably choked up is a wrong word, but like I had to catch my breath it's a couple a, times because it's just, you feel like I've, I've seen this place so many times and I've watched this for so long and now to be on it is something so unique and so different. And it's not like yesterday you talked about being... Uh, at a concert at Wrigley, and then turning around and realize you're standing in center field on Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God! You take a minute to kind of think about all the people that have been here before me, right? And that's like it's kind of humbling. Yeah, you know, very few people. I mean, yeah, lots of players have come <laughs> yeah. through, but in the grand scheme of things, very few people yeah. get, get, get to stand at that spot, even for something we did today. Uh, I, that's one thing that. I've tried to, as I, as I progress in my career and, and covering sports, is to never take it for granted. Never mm-hmm. take those moments for granted. Never get to be one of those jaded reporters that just, God, I got to go cover the game, you know. I always appreciate that you're being able, you're getting access to things that very few people get to do. Absolutely. I would kill to do. I, I'm, the, I'm the luckiest guy on the planet being able to do this job. I mean, that's how I feel every day since March and I, and I and moments like this, I just try and take it in and, and like, I never want the excitement of, of being able to do that to ever go away. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that and there that, is, and that's, that's genuine. That's not just because Brandon's here. <laughs> oh, he is? I had no idea. Uh, no. no so, but yeah. really, I, and I For do real. think like in any job, even if you, would, if you do have the opportunity to work your dream job, like we do, there are those days where you feel like, ugh, you know, Feel, feel grindy. Here we go. It's yeah. the end of August. we got to conjure up some Hawks topics for people to steal from us in a couple weeks. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's wow. it's uh, <laughs> it, 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 can, it can be daunting. But mm-hmm. then you're right. Like, there are so many people in our industry that are just too cool for it. Yeah. Right? Like, everything's lame. Nothing is cool. There's oh, a story. flight's delayed again. There's a this story that, that Matt that. Spiegel on a score used to tell when they went to uh, the Hawks-Bruins Stanley Cup final, there was a reporter at the TD Garden Center, TD Bank Garden, whatever it was called, TD, TD Bank yeah, Garden. TD Garden. When he saw the spread, he went, lobster again. <laughs> it's like, dude, you are covering the Stanley Cup final between two original six teams. They're feeding you free lobster and you're complaining. But he was in Boston, so it was lobster. 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 Again. If I, to, to everybody here, Joey, Matt's over there, Mario, Greg, Casey, if I ever get that way, just kick me in the nuts as oh, hard as you can. All right. That's no problem. Honestly, <laughs> like, I, I. Another excuse. I just. <laughs> it, 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 if anything, it kind of makes me sad that people just can't find the joy in something that is so cool that that we get to do or even things that are adjacent but it's not just working in sports like you know working in music working in movies whatever mm-hmm. yeah every job's got its its downsides but uh i hope that i never lose sight of how cool it is and what an honor it is to do the job we're doing because it's awesome and to, yeah. to have the same people in the youtube every day and seeing new names pop up all the time just talking Hawks with us, like, that, that is such a privilege. It's awesome. And I, I will never lose sight of that. I know you guys won't either. Um, but it's just, I don't know, today is one of those days where when I, you know, look back on my career, 
will be like a top five memory for me. Mm-hmm. It was just unreal. And I don't know if it was, I was doing my best to play it cool there, but <laughs> I was not cool. I was just really, really overwhelmed by the moment. And uh, I don't know. I just, it is something I'll never forget. Yeah. I think it's, th- there is a lot that, you know, goes into um, being in this, in this media field and in, in this, in this position. And, um, you know, I, I think about this upcoming season, um, it'll be a little bit different than how we, you know, when we launched and how, how we finished, uh, last season when we, when we started this whole thing, um, you know, the aspect of traveling and, you know, we'll be, we'll be covering 41 home games, uh, at the, at the United center this year. And, and yeah, I mean, when you, when you think about it in the grand scheme, it's just like, okay, that, that can be a, a bit taxing sometimes. Um, but when you step back and you think like I get to, for a, for a job, a paycheck talk about hockey all the time and be and and that's that's all I have to do is is be the best version of myself talking about hockey and about Blackhawks and people will give me a paycheck for it and if I can do that for the next 50 years of my life hey there we go so it's it's definitely something that you have to uh to echo Jay's uh to your guys's points wanting to like always take it and, and, and appreciate it uh, because it's, it's something that we've all worked to do to get to a, a position like this and, and, and to be able to, you know, go on a, you know, we're, we're figuring out our schedule, but to go on like a, a three-game road trip or something to cover the team, like it's just like some people might be like, ah, traveling again, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like that's something that we've all wanted to do yeah. and we've all wanted we've, to experience. we've worked for. We've all taken – you know, Mario and I, we've taken pretty similar paths to get to this point. Yeah. You know, Jay, you, you worked f- forever in the radio industry, but you started at the entry level, at the bottom, and yep. you've had to do all the unpleasant jobs <laughs> and worked your way up. And, it, and it, I think it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like say specific people, but a lot of times in this city, the Blackhawks beat is like what the, the first-year reporter gets to earn his stripes or her stripes like put them on the Blackhawks beat and then if they're good enough we'll give them the White Sox in two years or something like that yeah it's not a destination beat per se in the actual print media for some yeah Mm -hmm. uh but for us this is what we've been working for you know a moment like today being able to sit there and paint the freaking center ice logo (laughs) that the Blackhawks are going to play 41 games on it made all those driving home from Rockford at midnight in a yep. snowstorm because I covered a game that 106 people were at and wrote an article that nobody's going to read. <laughs> it makes all that worth it. And, like, that's what I say. Like, every time this season that we get to go to practice and, oh, man, it's snowing outside. I got to go to – I'm not going to take for granted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sitting down in my spot at the United Center press box because that's what all of this is for. Mm-hmm. And, man, today just was like a – these these last six months have been like I'm afraid to go to bed at night because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to wake up and it's not none of it was real. Just checking for anvils. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it's just been a day like today has just been like man that was just so it was surreal. Like mm-hmm. it's still pretty cool the the you know the first paint on this centerized yeah. logo we put it there. Yeah. It was completely empty until we showed up. It's funny I was at a wedding this weekend and saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time and. Like, man, it seems like uh, you're really loving your job. I'm like, yeah. Like, to just not, you know, even, like, back in the day, I had a cool job, but there were those moments where I was like, ugh. You yeah. Know? Uh, and I would not love to talk about it and sometimes, and 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 that was probably on me a little bit. But people were like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. Like, I am really doing great. Like, yeah. this is the happiest I've ever been this job is a huge part of why, and uh, we're just we're just all so lucky we get to do this. I know we could do this for five hours if we wanted to, but there's <laughs> a bunch of people in the chat uh, sharing some ideas of their own. And yeah, a- absolutely, a shout out to everyone in the chat, everyone that watches on YouTube, uh, listens to us on the podcast, um, hits us up on Twitter. Uh, it's 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 a, a part of what why we're here. And, and why we're able to do what we do is because of the people who have come to CHGO, uh, who have, who have uh, 
you know, been been with uh, us and, and the podcast and, and with Jay before it was CHGO and those who have uh, joined joined the party afterwards and stuck around and maybe have left and come back, whatever it is. Uh, big a big shout out and a, and an, a lot of thanks and appreciation to uh, to everybody out there um, because it's 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 because of you guys that we're able to continue to do this um, and and be able to uh, you know produce great content and 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 do this job. Yeah, and uh, points bets a big part of the reason we get to do this too. Also, we can't lose sight of also that part of it. Yep. And I forgot my uh, my fat hiding laptop today. It's in my car, uh, so I need to have my. F- I'll try to put my phone over my stomach a little bit. There we go. Okay, points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. So from now until September eighth, points bet power hour will unlock a new daily offer every day from noon to one p.m. Central. Make sure you're signed up for points bet. Use that code CHGO. Yes. You'll also get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Do not miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. And a little birdie tells me new design coming soonish. Coming soonish. Today-ish, tomorrow-ish. So keep an eye out for that. What's that? Bear show. On the bear, bear show. show. The bear bear show will be revealing Three new duds, my friends. Three o'clock, my friends. <laughs> Download the points bet app today and use the code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And a quick thing, the Power Hour thing is not just for new users. That's for anyone who signed up for PointsBet from the start of CHGO. For any PointsBet user, that Power Hour happens every day from now until September 8th from noon to 1 p.m. Central. Make sure you uh, have those PointsBet emails and check your app. Set an alarm. Check it every day at noon to see what new offer has come through. I uh, have have enjoyed the power hour myself. We'll see if those bets play off. Pay off. All right. What also is uh, paying off right now, though, is uh, another one of our friends, and that's Athletic Greens, and their AG1 formula, which is designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. Uh, I'll be sure to have an extra source of our scoop of ag1 <laughs> when i get home later today to offset the lunch that we had before the show it's going uh, but with ag1 you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens that help you start your day right or even end your day right if you wish uh, and if you have different dietary restrictions whether it's gluten-free or dairy-free or you follow uh, different diets like keto or paleo or are vegan uh Either way, with AG1, you're good to go. You can incorporate it into those diets. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits, and right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com chgoblackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, it's time for you to let us know some of the great experiences you guys have had. Also, there's a question for us, Joey, up in the chat, if you can scroll up a little uh, bit. Well, there we go, uh, Ready Edgemont. <laughs> That's fine. So how does painting the United Center ice rank against other Hawks events, conventions, winter classics, etc., or any other events you've been to? I have, I've never, I never went to the convention. Um, I've wanted to, I just never did. I've uh, never been to any of the outdoor games. Uh, so as far as, as far as Hawks events, uh, for myself, other than going to games, um, I've done, I've, you know, I've, I've gone to like autograph signings that, 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 uh, former players have done like, uh, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Esposito and Dennis Savard. Uh, I've done those, got their autographs, got to talk with them for a little bit. That was really cool. But, um, yeah, as far as this is like a, like a Blackhawks event, um, I mean, this is this is up there for sure. It was it was like I said, just just standing at center ice and taking in uh, the the atmosphere of the United Center and 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 knowing that like 
as we watch the team this season, you know, that we were there painting the, the center ice logos. It was, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. That, that'll definitely be something that will uh, stick with me in my, in my adult life. Yeah, it's up there for sure, hockey. I was able to go to the first Winter Classic at Wrigley as a fan, and that was an awesome experience. Um, you know, the I've been to one convention. I don't remember much because, uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a drunken weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of good time. I remember somehow uh, stumbling into like the late night karaoke session, and yeah, that was. So I don't. The convention was fun, but. Um, you know, this is up there. The first time I ever got to be in an NHL press box was for the 2013 Stanley Cup final against the Bruins. So being able to do media day and then the three home games of that series uh, as a member, as a credential member, that that right, that's what put me on the path here. Uh, I was working for Second City Hockey at the time, and that's when, like, that first day, that media day and game one, that's when I was like, this is – I got to figure out how to do this permanently. This is how I. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life, yeah. and then started the path. So, to me, that 2013 Cup Final is probably the most special period of time for me, just because that's when I realized that I, I got to figure out how to make this an everyday thing. Uh, but today, just as it, just it's just going to be cool sitting up there. You know, watching not the greatest hockey team in the world, but be like, hey, that guy's standing where I painted. That's kind of cool. I think the rarity of what we got to do today is, you know, that's what makes it so unique. And I'm thinking about, you know, your experience. I can imagine you walking to the press box, getting your seat and seeing Greg Boyce in Second City Hockey, your seat at the United Center. The first time you see that as a member of the media is always significant yeah. and always meaningful. And uh, I'm looking forward, hopefully, to having my, my first full season credential for a yeah. team I've never had that before. Um, that would that's really cool. But I'm trying to think, like being able to be on the air when the Blackhawks won the cup all three times, but especially in 2010, uh, two weeks after my daughter was born, um, you know, and having all of the up to then career memories come flooding back. And memories of the lean days at the United Center with all my friends from BlackHawkZone.com, where I spent a lot of my time uh, when message boards were a bigger thing on the internet, and just remembering being pissed off at Hawks games with those people, and the and the bond you form by being there, and having that all come flooding back to me as I realize I am broadcasting on a fifty thousand watt radio station to millions of people right now talking about this team that I love so much like that all kind of hit me at once yeah and that was another thing where it's like not a lot of people get to do this so appreciate this and take a mental picture of it so I still think that might top it just because of the personal connection yeah. of it and of course attending multiple Cubs World Series uh, games in Cleveland with the score was pretty great I was on hand when the Cubs won the pennant just had tickets to that game somehow. <laughs> that was cool. But I'm going to say painting the United Center Ice was, I'm going to say probably second to being on the air in 2010 when they won the Cup. That's awesome. In terms yeah. of what it means to me, Yeah, I, I'm going to put it up there. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting that, uh, you know, as as access and uh, for, for, for fans and for media has, has changed and molded over the years, um, you know, it's it's you, you you think of you know people in in the the older generations of the Blackhawks, um, you know having having stories of, of meeting these players or or seeing them out you know at a restaurant or a bar or whatever, um, and how kind of different it is now to where you know the the, the stories of, of people in in 2010 and 2013 15 whatever, you know seeing the team show up with the cup or, or, or at, at a bar or something like that, or, or seeing a player, you know, out, it's, it's, it's funny how the access is different and the, you know, how society reacts to seeing those, these people, these players out in, out in the world um, is different, but it's all the same of like having that story. And I think like to your point, Jay, about like the experience over having some or over like a physical thing, um, it's. I think. I think that's a big part for for 
a lot of people and, and, and for us too. And, um, you know, I, I think about the, uh, in, in, in 2015, the team hosted a, uh, uh, you know, get, go see the Stanley cup before it went back to the hall of fame or whatever. It was, it was the, it was the, this October after winning it in 2015, it was at millennium park, uh, in, in downtown Chicago. I was, I was living, uh, I was living in the city at the time. And I remember just being like, I'm going to go. I, I, I know where it is. Uh, I, I have the morning off. I'm going to go down there and, and, and just how, you know, cause at that point for me as a fan, I had seen the team win three Stanley cups, but I'd never seen a Stanley cup. And I was just like, you know what? Here is a on a on a platter opportunity to go and see it. So I remember I remember going down to uh, to Millennium Park, waiting in line, and then you know kind of coming around a, a a corner, and they had it like up on the stage. It's the um, I think it's the Pritzker Pavilion with mm-hmm. the things going across. So it was there. So it was just like you t- go around a corner and you see it up on the stage, and I'm like, you know, and I can see it way far away. <laughs> and as I'm getting closer, I'm just like, damn, that thing is shiny. And I get up to it and I'm just like, it's like, it's like that moment where you're just like, you, you know, when you, if you, if you ever meet like a, like a legendary player or whatever it is, and you just kind of, you, you're kind of just there and you're just like, you feel like the presence, it's like this, this is a, 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 you know, a silver cup inanimate object yeah. and I'm there and I'm just like, whew, well, you think about like, all the people who have t- touched that yeah. and Eating cereal or pierogies out of been. it, and you know what yeah, I mean, right. and like the, all the babies' the, butts that have been. The in NHL there. did a great promo where they had like the cup winners handing it to each other year after year after year. This last, yeah, where it was like cool. you know uh, Crosby gave it to Taves, gave it to and on and on and on. It was so cool, and your brain when you see the cup kind of does that, like oh my god, it's right there, and like mm-hmm. and all the names are written right on it. Right? You know? yeah. Did you touch it when you saw it? I did not. I've seen it. I've seen it in person twice. I saw it. I saw it at that time at Millennium Park and then when they had the draft here they had the Stanley Cup uh here at the United Center and I saw <laughs> I th- I feel so bad now in retrospect um because I haven't won the cup since then but um I went so I, w- <laughs> I went with my dad to the draft in, at, in 2017 and um and we you know we were going to go see the Stanley Cup get a picture and everything and uh we're walking up to it and he goes to reach out for it. And I'm like, don't touch it. And he's just like, oh. And so we get the pictures and stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I was, that was an ass move by me. <laughs> like, let yeah, him touch he's, the freaking thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely softened my stance on people touching it and whatnot since then. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 was like, I was like, I see it. It's not mine to touch. Uh, but it's 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 really cool well, to uh, the Hawks. To see in person. They would bring it to uh, Odyssey or CBS Radio, or whatever the hell it was at the time. Every time they'd win, and everyone in the company got to see it. Um, and I would not touch it after 2010. Then 2013, Patrick Sharp brings it in with him, and he's coming on the air with us. So I'm bringing Patrick Sharp into the studio for the interview, and he's got the he's just walking with the cup, and he goes to sit on the table, and I go to help him. <laughs> so I grab it, and I'm like. Oh my god! I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about it. I just was trying to assist him, and yeah. I'm like, I'm holding. It was like getting struck by lightning, you know. I, and I'm like, is this okay? I'm really sorry. He's like, no, man, don't worry about it. Like, people, well, it wasn't. Drink a, it, you know? It wasn't a Freaky Friday situation. You and Patrick didn't switch bodies, or anything. Uh, that would have been terrible for him. <laughs> that would have been terrible for Patrick Sharp. The best 24 hours. But I just unintentionally, like, just trying to help him out. I was like, oh god, yeah, what have I done? And he, he was like. You know, he kind of mocked the fact that I was worried about it because <laughs> every sales guy there was like, you know, basically licking it. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, I had a, a fun experience with the cup in 2010. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, partner at the time, was the president of the Chamber of Commerce for Edison Park. John McDonough grew up in Edison oh, yeah. Park. So his day with the cup, he had a, a, a rally there in the in, at Brooks Park there. And he took it to like all his favorite places as a kid. So we got to go into the gym at Brooks Park beforehand and got to take pictures with the cup, which was cool. And I didn't care about the superstitions because I'm no way ever going to take a shift in the NHL. So I'm not going to. There's gonna, still time. Uh, eh, <laughs> the back is a little, little <laughs> rough. Saw you out there on the ice. You're, so so you're, I, you're I, I, in my picture, my sister <laughs> took it with a nice professional camera. I kissed the cup. 
And then we were able to figure out based on like zooming in, like I somehow managed to actually where I was kissing was the 1961 Blackhawks. Oh, cool. Because we were kind of able awesome. to like zoom in and see, oh, there's, yeah. And then, but later that afternoon. You get a tetanus shot? Yeah. I, <laughs> I had to have my lips amputated and re redone. Um, later that day after the rally, we got to go have lunch with John McDonough at one of the local restaurants in this like little private room. I'm sitting there and it's all a bunch of people. There's probably like 20 people around this long table. And the Stanley Cup is sitting in the middle of the table like a centerpiece. And like everybody's <laughs> like bad. just having lunch, like no big deal. And I'm just like, that's the freaking Stanley Cup. Like I don't even want to eat. Like I'm just going to stare <laughs> yeah. at this thing. Don't let this Nasty. moment end. Yeah. yeah. It's yep. pretty cool. But so I kissed it in 2010 as a non-playing Blackhawks fan and they won two more cups. All right. Not you. So that the, the, the all, sa save the curses good. and hexes it's for uh, Scooby-Doo. It's We've got a, a $10 super chat from Design Love. He says, thanks again for everything. Best puck talk around. Uh, Y'all are being very kind in the chat. Yeah, thank uh, you. Guys. And we appreciate that. Perfect day because our boss is here watching. So thank you guys. <laughs> no, it's checks in the mail. It's cool. You know, like the whole idea of CHGO is, is to build this community around these teams. And um, you can see it, you know. And, and we started in March and had very little actual hockey season remaining. Um, so it's yeah. basically we built this during the off season with the draft and, and, you know, trade deadline day was a huge show for us and free agency, free agency and all that stuff. Prospect camp being part of the season. I cannot wait to yeah. see how this thing grows. And it's always a reminder, like let people know about this because it's still relatively new. And there's a lot of people who are Chicago sports fans that just don't even, don't even know it's out there. Mm -hmm. So especially this help us spread the word, especially this year, because the, the Hawks aren't going to be great. We know that. So that means there's going to be very little coverage dedicated to this team for, from your main medias. You know, if you still watch the 10 o'clock news, they're barely going to talk about them. They'll show you a goal highlight and tell you the score. Something snarky. Oh, yeah. The Hawks lost again. The, the print media, you know, you're outside of your actual Blackhawks beat, there's not going to be a lot of coverage. Right. So if you've got a hockey fan, you know, a Blackhawks fan in your, in your family or at work and say, hey, listen, check these guys out after a game. You may not like them, but chances are you're going to want to listen. So mm -hmm. that, and that's all that's all we ask is just, you know, give 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 a post-game show a chance and then take it from there. Yeah. Um, you won't agree with us all the time, and that's great. I don't want everybody. No, that's the point. I don't yeah. want us. I don't. Uh, living in a world where everybody thinks the same as me and agrees with me sounds boring. Really boring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. So we, we encourage the uh, the debates, the healthy debates and discussions. Um, and, and our guy, Michael. Uh, asked uh, the first official day at training camp, any Notre Dame. It's a fellow St. Lawrence alum there. Yeah, um, there you go. No, they haven't released any of that yet. Should be soon, though. I'm, I would imagine we're going to get it in the next so week the, or so. The, the Tom Curver's rookie showcase with the Blackhawks in the wild will be in Chicago uh, this year. Last year it was in Minnesota. I believe the games are the 16th and the 18th or 15th and 17th. I can't. It's between, it's between September 14th and 18th. My guess is that that Monday, the 19th, I think it is, that's my guess that training camp opens because the 27th, they have their first preseason right. game. Yeah. So, again, that nothing official, but that's my will, guess be, as yeah. to what the timing will be. It will yeah. be. I would assume there will be at least five full days of practice before that first preseason game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So somewhere around the 20th of September. Is right in good, that range. Yeah, is a good guess. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they're doing any special Notre Dame things this year. Probably not. I would think they would that by now, if, considering it's three weeks away. That was always right. he who shall not be named to the alum. Right. Sure. The yeah. one good thing about him. Yeah. As far as uh, Notre Dame, though, <laughs> goes, quick little... Uh, I love that. Greg's hatred for Notre Dame fuels me. That's great. Well, Greg will have a, a, a lot of hate because uh, it looks like the Blackhawks schedule and the Notre Dame hockey schedule uh, have blessed us with a perfect opportunity to uh, see Notre Dame play this year. Uh, this is a, an unofficial CHGO trip, but I believe it's November 11th. Uh, Notre Dame is hosting Michigan. Yes, and I think we are we are going to try and make a CHGO road trip down to South Bend to see uh, Graham Slager or uh, Landon Slager. Graham is his older brother. Landon Slager, uh, Ryder Rolson, and Frank Nazar play a game. I wonder. You know, Notre work. Dame was always uh, 
difficult to reach from my days at the score. Mm. Like they don't need a lot of help. Sure. <laughs> you know, so, but I would love to see if we can get something like a tailgate or something like we did uh, for fun. the White Sox It'd to get fun. some CHGO fans out there to watch uh, Nazar and watch the Irish. And uh, the Compton Ice Arena is freaking beautiful. I've never actually been there for Notre Dame game. I've only been there for Hawks camp. Uh, but it is a great place. The, the sight lines are, it's tiny. It's, it's about the size of the Coyotes arena. Um, <laughs> and maybe bigger. It might be bigger. I would, ag- I would assume think it could 5, be bigger. 5,000 in the Compton? I bigger don't know. than 5,000 is bigger than the uh, yeah. Coyotes arena. We have, I mean, we have to do that. That would be a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. yeah. And that would be another, like, we talk about building the community and, and those, those moments that we can't duplicate. That would be another one. Because mm-hmm. it was so impressive. The Sox tailgate... We were like two months old when we did that. <laughs> yeah. And we were a toddler. There were, what, 50, 60 people came out and hung out with us? Yeah, and great time. We had Weber Grills there with us cooking things up. And great, uh, had a great showing at the at the Red Stars and Fire Tailgate yeah. a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it's I it's, think a lot of people growing. would make that trip to Notre Dame. And I, one of the big battles I had uh, in my old job was, like, convincing people how big Notre Dame is because a lot of the, the people I worked with were from the north side. Mm-hmm. The south side... Notre Dame's like the number one college program for almost everybody. I mean, Northwest Indiana's right there. Yes. So yes. So that is a no-brainer outing. And look, if we can't make an outing out of it, I'm freaking going. I don't <laughs> care. We're we're gonna be there one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, to go. And in our our little group chats, uh, all, you know, off the air, when Mario had first brought this up, he had said, "Oh, and then Notre Dame plays Navy the next day in football." At Eleven o'clock kickoff. And we I, could we can make a whole weekend. I was out like of joking, it. like, okay, let me hold on, let me check what Amazon has in Navy Academy uh, hoodies, <laughs> so I can sport one. Do you have like a stars and stripes uh, Roosevelt you can wear? I th- yeah, probably. Works the same but way. it might be a little chilly out there. I might need a hoodie. Yeah, it's yeah, true. No, that's true. Uh, Second I'm all week in November. Uh, but yeah, I, I would. I, I even though I have pure hatred for all things Notre Dame football, I would totally go to a game and appreciate it. I think that'd mm-hmm. be a cool experience. Yes, uh, I feel if they that lose. I feel that well. They're not going to lose the navy. Uh-huh, I feel the same. Before. I feel. I, yeah, I've got to stop the triple <laughs> like a hundred times. And I've been wrong like once. Um, That's all that matters. They're going to lose this weekend, which sucks. Because as a Notre Dame fan, all you have the, the the crappy part about not being in a conference is really all you're playing for ever is a national championship. And if you lose a game for Notre Dame, oftentimes that will eliminate them from the conversation. So they're probably going to lose Ohio State. Then I've got to cheer for Ohio State the whole year to go undefeated mm-hmm. so that one Notre Dame loss doesn't look so bad. These are the woes, Greg. Never Don't wanna, worry. But you never no, want to have to November cheer for Ohio State. The Navy will, will, will clear up any chance you guys have. The game That'll day experience, though, at Notre Dame is amazing. Yeah, I, I would totally enjoy that. Yeah. I w- I, the one I would uh, – we talk about bucket list experiences. I, lo- I hate Michigan. I loathe the Michigan Wolverines football team. I would freaking love to go see a game there. Or even just, you could just go and a- attend the pregame stuff. For something, yeah. And all the, you know, the cool rituals. And, and if we do do the Notre Dame thing and stay for game day, I've done it a dozen times, so I, I know exactly how to time out the experience. <laughs> you go from here to here to here to here until the game. Yeah. And we, you literally march into the stadium with the band. That's it is cool. so cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so I hope we can make that happen. The problem with that will be lodging. We might just yeah. have to go to the hockey game, drive home, and then go back to Notre Dame <laughs> the next day because there's not a ton of hotels around there that yeah. are cheap. Yeah, yeah. So not on a game weekend, at least. Not on a game weekend. Yeah, <laughs> South maybe, the rest of the year. Maybe we just uh, we, we just figure out how to get the official uh, CHGO RV <laughs> on go. the uh, on yeah. the road and, yeah. and go, go See, that that's route. Get, that, get sure, us. that's in the budget during yeah. the middle of winter yeah. season. You just do it for trade. Get a couple free ads for an RV company. Yeah. We'll paint it. We yeah. got all this painting experience. Yeah, experience. Yeah. I can do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a backup career now in case it's all you know. In case I get fired from here. See, yeah, you know how to paint. Stupid. Exactly. Um, no, that would be a lot of fun. That mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I saw. Uh, was it? Uh, well, I'm sorry. I think it was No Roids Just Rage. Early on, shared one of his favorite experiences uh, talking about playing at UIC. That was our guy, Design Love. Oh, Design Love. I'm sorry. Yeah. This UIC hockey team. I remember that. We had, they had to get rid of hockey to pay Jimmy Collins. Uh, there it is. Yeah. He, sa- he says, my great experience was when UIC had a hockey team, we were playing on the practice rink. Steve Thomas and Bob Bassett were injured, and we were playing there, and they shot on me for like an hour. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. See, that, that's the kind of thing. How many people can talk about Steve that, Thomas yeah. and Bob Bassett taking shots on them in goal? 
It's incredible. Keanu that that stuff is so cool. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah that's, I remember the UIC hockey team, man. They, they were pretty good back in the day, from I remember. People loved it. And people to this. Those games were fun. I remember that's going. been. I don't know, top of my head. 20 years? At, at least. least 20 years since that program has folded, and people still talk about UIC hockey games oh, yeah. and w- and wish they'd bring them back. I wish they would, too. I mean, it's crazy that there's got no, that new, the, there's they, no yeah. top-tier Division One uh, hockey programs in Illinois. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, with all the triple-A teams we've got in the Chicago area, yeah. you know, with your Chicago Missions and your Young Americans and, and your Team Illinois, you figure you'd be able to get a competitive team pretty quickly. Uh, but I remember the UIC games. Um, I think my sister was, was pissed because she was uh, spent her first couple years at uh, Champaign, U of I in Champaign, and then transferred back up home to go to UIC to finish out her degree. And I think that was the year they cut it. Mm. Uh, so she was mad. She was like, I will never root for the UIC basketball <laughs> team because it, because it's because of Jimmy Collins' uh, salary in order to get oh him Lord. that they had to, they set, the hockey was sacrificed to pay the basketball coach. By the way, bad news from Tom. The Navy game is in Baltimore. I was, Notre Dame just, Navy's in I Baltimore. was just looking that up. Yeah. Oh, I guess oh, well. I have to cancel that order on Amazon. Wait, are you one of those people that you'll cheer for a program – like, could you root for Notre Dame hockey but not Notre Dame football? Or are you just zero Notre Dame? Because I'm a fan of, like, Northwestern softball, but I'm not so into the football program. I don't prefer. I kind of can I, jump around. I'm not fully against rooting for Notre Dame. I guess it depends on who they're playing. It like, Notre Dame football, I cannot root for in any circumstance. I just can't do it. And I, and, and I hate Michigan, and I hate Ohio State, but I just can't do it. Uh, it just for whatever reason now Notre Dame hockey I mean maybe I don't have the hatred for that or their basketball team I really don't have the hatred like when Notre Dame would make the tournament who was the coach they had forever Digger Phelps Digger Phelps yeah yeah you know I never really had the hatred for them it's the same thing for like Duke basketball I loathe Duke basketball but when I see their football team I go oh they try hard (laughs) so it's almost like so I think for a lot of people it's the idea of it's more the fan base it is than totally the team. Is. This is something I've experienced for many years as a Dave Matthews Band fan. That you people <laughs> you mostly the hate the fans. <laughs> it's not so much. No, the, the music band is pretty garbage too. But you know, you and I are pretty lockstep on music. So no, the music is pretty shitty too. <laughs> we got to see been, what our, our train aficionado Lawrence thinks he, of Dave Matthews. He, thank you. Eh. Nineteen ninety eight was our last good album. I will give you that. I, I, I you can keep. But it was up. really good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like the fan base thing, it is more. And it, like as a kid growing up, and like getting the the, the 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 sports section after my dad was reading it, of course. And then we're like, why do I have to flip through six pages of a school in Indiana to get to see what the Illinois schools did? Like I was like, where's the Northwestern and Illinois scores? And I have to read five columns on Notre Dame beating Little Sisters of the Poor, and then you know to get to the <laughs> to local teams. That didn't happen. <laughs> Notre Dame was independent, so they could cherry pick their schedule and play better teams. Now that they're affiliated with the ACC, their schedule is weaker. That's why they're not in a, uh, part of the reason they're not in a conference, right. so they can play USC and Stanford and Michigan and all these teams every year. Okay, they're, they don't. They don't. Who's Alabama playing next week? Don't they uh, Oregon? I'll tell you they're. Oh, I'll tell you they're playing first or second game of the week. Like, yeah, because the, their, their conference schedule like is Alabama. The entire top I'll tell you they're playing week School two. Of ballet. Would, would that be Texas? That would be Texas right. week two. Yeah, that, that might that, as well be Little Sisters it, of the Poor. Iron sharpens Ouch. iron. Come on. I was going to say we'd be glad to have any of you on the bandwagon. You know we're I, back. You know what? I'm, I'm. I will. I will. I will cheer. I like the Longhorns. I, I would cheer for I Texas because I don't like Alabama. I'm tired of them. But, ever, but I don't care enough. This is not really. a college football show, but that is a misnomer about Notre Dame. Okay, Alabama's opening uh, game this weekend is against Utah State. Okay. Hey, thank 1 you. 1 and 0 Utah State. 1 and 0. Okay. Who the, and who they play? Undefeated. Uh, and the, the, uh, the, the Notre Dame Navy thing is actually very interesting. The reason that game is played is because I, I'm trying to get the story straight. During the war, Notre Dame lost a lot of people. The, like attendance wise and, and that they like helped keep each other afloat as mm. programs 
So they will always play that game. They'll always have that connection, Notre Dame and Navy. So it was not like a, we need a softy on our schedule every year. Right. It was a, hey, thanks for getting us through this tough time sort of a deal. That's cool. Anyway. Whatever gets you through the night. C-H-G-O-N-D, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Chicago's Big Ten team. Yeah. I would yeah, th- that, that, that trip, uh, well, now that we don't have a football game to go to, that'll make it an easier one-day trip. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. And I'm look, on, I'm we, down. You can go, I'm, I definitely want to take my daughter to a Notre Dame game for the first time because, I mean, any college football game is a slog. They're like four hours. The clock stops constantly. Oh, yeah. Then you've got the Notre Dame NBC element, which has extra advertising. It is a long-ass day. Any college football game, especially a Notre Dame game. Even, even a game that kicks off at 11 a.m., is a long day. Cause it's, a, it's a whole day. Because you're starting at 7 a.m. Yeah. And then you get into the game, and then you're there for the game, and then you got to leave the game, and then you got to do whatever you're doing in the college town that you're in, and then go home. It's it's a whole day commitment, even for an 11 o'clock yeah, start. Yeah, it is a really, really long day. One of the, uh, to kind of gear back to yeah. uh, experiences, one of the best cross-the-board uh sporting experiences in games that I have ever been to was a college football game in 2010. It was at, uh, it was Wisconsin hosting Ohio state. This was the, the number one Ohio state team with, uh, Ter- uh, Terrell Pryor. Oh yeah. And, um, it was the, so it was in, it was in Madison. I was at the game, me, my dad and my sister went, um, and it was the game that uh, Wisconsin upset Ohio State as the number one team. Incredible game. I will, I will never, ever, ever forget the, for probably the only time I've ever been to a Wisconsin game, the entire arena was full at kickoff. The, the student section actually showed up on time and was, <laughs> was ready to go right at kickoff. Uh, and good thing they did because uh, David Gilreath, Wisconsin legend, took back the opening kickoff and I have never felt a football stadium shake before. And it was like in that moment, I was just like felt my body vibrating and I was just like, Oh my God. And then just throughout the game, uh, it was, I just, yeah. JJ Watt was, was dominant, uh, which was awesome to see in person. They, they, so they, they win the game. And I still have the video. It's on my Facebook page. That's how old this was when I was actively using Facebook. Um, I still have the video of the fans running onto the field. And I was taking the video. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And my sister elbows me. She goes, let's go. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> We're not supposed to. And, I, and, and I'm, like, looking around as, like, literally everyone is leaving the stadium. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so we, we take off, and, and yeah, we, were, uh, we got onto the field and got some pictures of, of me on the field. And I just, yeah, that's, that's one experience as a fan seeing a game that I will, I will never forget. Uh, and is that the loudest not, moment Not hockey-related either. Um, well, as far as, like, a crowd, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad has taken me to, uh, I've been lucky enough to go to a, a number of Indy 500s. That's the loudest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as like a crowd stadium experience, I think that's the loudest one I've, I've ever been to. I got to storm a college football stadium f- field once. Uh, you probably won't like this story as much. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine, a good buddy of mine went to University of Iowa. So we went to visit him and we got to sit in the student section of a, Iowa Wisconsin game and Iowa won to clinch the Rose Bowl. This was probably mm. like 2000. It was the same weekend or the same year. I don't know if it was because we won a couple times that the the Ron Artest uh, brawl with the fans. Oh yeah, oh, whatever so year that 2004. was. 2004. Yeah, yeah. Because we remember hearing about that on the radio on the drive up there the day before the game, <laughs> and then getting to his house and seeing the highlights and just being like, "What the? F-? What an experience!" <laughs> so we were in the student section and. Iowa wins the game and the whole student section just storms the field and we're in the middle so like we don't have a choice I guess yeah. we're going on the <laughs> we're field we're going I didn't care one way or the other like I was just there yeah. because I was in my early 20s and was wanted to party on a college campus all weekend but that was cool and then I remember while my sister was at U of I sitting in the student section with a game with her against number one Penn State they were undefeated at the time 
This is when they had Kajana Carter and Kerry Collins as quarterback. Oh my gosh! And they were like ten and zero, number one in the nation. Illinois. That was when Simeon Rice and Kevin Hardy were on yeah. their defense. Illinois has a twenty-eight nothing lead at halftime, and everybody's thinking like, "Where are we going to dump the goalpost after we turn <laughs> it down?" And they lost the game thirty-five twenty-eight. Oh, like, yeah, oh. it was. So it's I rough. didn't get to storm the stadium. That, <laughs> that was when I was like a sophomore in high school. So I was all about, like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is great. Oh, and yeah. then, then Kerry Collins showed up in the second half, and that was over. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the loudest. So I was at the 91 All-Star Game at Chicago Stadium, the infamous That's, anthem. Yeah. Uh, that was very, very loud. And you talk about, like, a building shaking. Oh. That I, was it. But I, I, I think the mo- the, like, you expected that there, right? Yeah. Chicago Stadium. Everyone was preparing for that moment. So, not that it was not genuine, but it was just everyone knew it was coming. Well, and was also what was happening outside of the hockey right. world. The build up to it yeah. was huge. I was at the NLDS in 2015 where the Cubs eliminated the Cardinals, where Javi homered, and that's where Schwarber put the ball on the. Uh, I was at that game too, Jack. Budweiser scoreboard. When Javi homered, Wrigley was shaking. It was the building was shaking, yeah. and I, like I've never felt a baseball stadium shake before. That is, I was there when the Cubs won the pennant, but that game was out of reach. Like the Cubs killed the Dodgers yeah, that game, right. so it was just a matter of playing out the game and getting it over with. That Cubs Cardinals game was intense, start to finish, and those two homers, but especially Javi's homer, because I believe Joey weren't the Cardinals ahead at that point. Yeah, Stephen Piscotty hit like a two run homer yeah, in the first or second guy. inning. Yeah, well, I remember I was walking into the stadium because I got there late. And as I was walking in and I'm walking up the stairs and you could start to see the field, Javi hits the home run. Like, the, the whole place is shaking It was violently. vibrating. For, and then yeah. they hit another home run, and that's when Schwarber put the insurance run on top of the scoreboard. Yep. And people, people crying in the stands. Dude, that was just a different feeling. That was wild, and it had the feel of, like, similar to the Seabrook goal against Detroit. Yes, they went on to win the Cup, and the Cubs needed another year to win the World Series. But, like, that arrival moment, yeah. like, oh, my God, we're, we're about to slay the dragon here. Uh, I just – I've never heard it that loud. I, I – and I and not since, obviously. It's just – it's it was unreal. I get goosebumps thinking about it. And we were in the 100 level, like, under the – what do you call it? Like, the, we were under the 200 level. Yeah. Or I guess it's three upper deck. Upper deck, thank you. So we couldn't see where Schwarber's ball landed. So we're all like doing, like, did it hit the scoreboard? Did it go over? People are like, no, it's on the scoreboard. So as like that word is traveling through the ballpark, it, that was just a magical experience being at that game. But there, there I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the things like that? So where, where have you been? Like out of town ballparks, where have you gone? Well, I, you know, I, I lived in Milwaukee, worked in Milwaukee for yeah. a long time. So Miller Park, um, American Family Field. That's a nice. It's, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice nice ballpark for sure. I saw McCartney there. You what? I saw Paul McCartney there. Oh, nice. That was nice. great. I saw that's a good, there once. It's a good, it's yeah. a good venue. Good venue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I haven't really. I, I'm not one of those people that really travels for for road games all that much. So I haven't really seen a ton of outside of the Great Lakes area. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of baseball stadiums. parks. I'd like I wish I could do more. I peed on Bush Stadium once. Does that count? <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. we were we went to St. Louis from the Mardi Gras weekend one year, again, early 20s. Yeah. And we were there for the parade. I was like, "Man, I really got to pee." And my buddy's like, "Hey, there's some porta potties." I go, like, "Nope, I'm peeing on this. There's I'm a tw- peeing on this." There's a 20,000 person toilet right there. Yeah, no, I'm going to go pee on Bush Stadium because that's how I feel about the Cardinals. So, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a good uh, one. I'm not wrong. Um, I man, I really don't have a lot of like different like I have a few hockey arenas. Yeah. I've traveled for Hawks games. Uh, I love XL Energy Center in Minnesota. That I, let's that, do that. That's, this year. that's, that's favorite the favorite hockey. That's the consensus arena. of a lot of people. Is I, that that's one of the best. So cool. My favorite part about them is like when you walk in, you're kind of like in the middle, and it's like wide open. So like you're on the concourse, and you can still see the ice. Oh, that's, cool! That's and nice. they're, they're standing room only is like on the 100 level. So you got like this flat concourse, and then there's a ledge, and standing room only is assigned. Like there's numbers like on a bar oh. ledge, and you you stand at like number twenty, and there you are. But you're like sitting, you're standing behind the last row of the one hundred level, not the last row of the three hundred. Of the three hundred, yeah. Level. Wow. So you're much closer. It's such a cool little, and you got Tom Reed's uh, sports bar right there. Tom Reed's a great guy. Uh, his original, con- He's the, the first rash guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. He retired because of a rash. Right. He uh, he's he's Marion Hosa before Marion Hosa. <laughs> yeah. If you ever meet Tom Reed, ask him to tell you the story of when he got to take Peggy Fleming on a date. Oh, all uh, right. Asked Stan Makita to borrow his car, and Stan Makita told him no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> he tells the story much better, and then Peggy Fleming's mom or chaperone answered the door, and she's. Asked him if he was a hockey player, and he said, yeah, just slammed the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He tells it way better, but Tom Reed, great guy. He's actually got his first NHL contract framed on oh, the wall cool. there. So, That's really cool. Yeah, which he, which he will tell you that because of all the times he was late for practice and the, you had to pay for your own broken sticks – that back then, like by the end of the year, he owed the Blackhawks like twenty bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> Instead of the other way around. But Minnesota is a great arena. Yeah. Nashville is a good destination yeah. trip just because if of you want to get screamed at simply for being a Hawks fan, go to Nashville. I mean, go to Nashville on a weekend of the game and just watch the game from a bar. Yeah. Don't even yeah. like Bridgestone Arena is not. It's fine. It's not great. It's outdated. It's very at this cookie point. cutter. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be going to uh, not Nashville, but going to be t- going to Tennessee in. Uh, few weeks for a friend's wedding and uh, I'm bringing my Blackhawks hat and if there's ever uh, any reason to go away from the wedding venue we're going to be there for a couple of days uh, I'm wearing that hat and mm-hmm. I'm hoping to run in some, some Predators fans and be there like a, I got in. There's a Vienna beef stand outside of Robert's Western World to I, make you feel at home. I will need to uh, make, make sure a side trip yeah. for that well, one. Well I mean anytime you go down there at least back in the heyday I went down there for a, a Hawks game two or three times you see, like, your next-door neighbor at, yeah. in Tootsie's. Like, you didn't know they were there. Like, right. It's Chicago. <laughs> it is Chicago. Like, it, and yeah. I, that, that, that always, like, made me laugh. And I keep the red out. I'm like, I'm pretty sure your chamber of commerce is, like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Remember the, the Bears game where they drank Nashville yeah. dry? Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure all the service industry people who are going to make a crap ton of money this weekend, the waitresses and bartenders and the hotel people, Shut up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we love it. Like, every bartender, every waitress, we server we ever talked to down there, like, we love it when the Black... We wish you guys played here 10 times a year yep. because we make more money on Blackhawk game night than we do the rest of the month. What I loved in 2015 when the Predators were doing that uh, for that series was, uh, say what you will about him as a politician, but Rahm Emanuel was like, we welcome all Predators fans and your dollars to Chicago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our money, who cares what jersey we're wearing? Our money is still green. Yes. Yeah. Take it. Bill Wirtz used to sell Red Wings fans the first block of tickets before they would come on sale to Hawks fans. He would sell them to tour groups. Yeah. That's why the United Center and Stadium were full of Red Wings fans. Those were the only three sellouts he had at the yep. end of the year. <laughs> Well, that and half of Detroit moved to Donner's Grove. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, let's see. NHL cities. I've been to Nashville, Tampa, dump. Uh, Columbus is nice. I like Columbus, Columbus a great, lot. Except the one time I was there, I sat right in front of the cannon, and that Ooh. was Christian. Oh, that's no good. That was Christian Brawlhue's last ever appearance in a black. That's a lot of cannons. Uh, eight. <laughs> a lot of cannons. Columbus scored eight goals, and I yeah. was literally the cannon was like where the windows are. And we're Oof, yeah, that's not worst good. hockey experience ever. Um, but Boston, a cool arena. Yeah, Boston, t- Toronto was cool. That was a cool experience. And the Joe. And the Joe was my Joe. favorite. I hated the Joe. Everything. I just thought it was cool. I was there for a neutral game. Yeah. So it was cool to just, like, Historic. observe it. Yeah. You know? Um, favorite sports stadium period that I've been to, Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I freaking love Dodger Stadium. I had no expectations, and I went there and just, I loved it. I loved the entire experience of that place. Been to Fenway, tiny. Fenway's really small. We had a question. Well, yeah. I think it was from Koopa Scoop saying, um, did the ice seem huge when you were on it? It was the opposite, right? Well, it, yeah. it felt small. Yeah. yeah, the ice surface it felt smaller. smaller than I, I turned to these two guys and I'm like, could you imagine standing here in this confined space and having Connor McDavid <laughs> coming at you at full speed? Yeah. I'm like, I just peed a little just thinking <laughs> yeah, that's about scary. it. I can't imagine like what I, that's like. So, you know, at, at, the, at Fifth Third, where, where the Blackhawks have the practice, their practice facility now, they do, you know, they have open open hockey and whatnot. I've I've played there a few times, and you don't think about it, but it's like, okay, this is an NHL sized ice arena. Well, in Fifth Third, it, it it's it's just an ice arena, but then a rink. But then you go onto the ice at the United Center. It's the same size, but it's just surrounded yeah. by yeah. so much Having more, and you're just like, oh man focused on you on you yeah it's just it's a i can't even imagine what that's like oh it's very intimidating yeah that was as a player i mean i just mm -hmm. it was that was when i mentioned yesterday how i got to stand on the field for notre dame pregame um standing on that field with a full stadium 
That's a thing. Like 80,000. Oh, my God. And it, it was filtering in, so it wasn't like sure, totally. Yeah, t- it yeah. was way before the game, but so, half full. It's, a lot of people. I, I don't know. Like, you can see why guys freak out when mm-hmm. they get on that stage a little bit. It's it's a lot yeah, of eyes. The only the only thing I can like kind of relate to one time, uh, it, was, it was I think it was a, it was a Springsteen concert at the United Center, and we sat like right behind the stage, mm. so we could see what the band was seeing, and that was a really cool perspective. Oh, hell yeah! So when like when the lights go on for the pop <laughs> and everybody's singing along, like you can see everybody's looking at in your that direction you, yeah. so you kind of almost experience what they're oh, that's cool. and you were like wow okay i totally get why they do this because this is like i'm not even <laughs> on so stage cool. and i've got goosebumps yeah that's cool just having all that energy yeah. come at you i was watching uh metallica at lala this year mm. they were like live streaming it on hulu and the people that got like the pit yeah. they just get to be like you're basically on stage just watching the whole thing it's crazy i couldn't imagine that that'd yeah. be so I w- cool i will say i would be remiss if i didn't mention this uh it's not a MLB stadium that I went to, but uh, last this time last year, uh, my wife and I did a little trip before our daughter was born. Uh, we went to Galena, Illinois, beautiful little area if you've never been. Uh, it's like 30 minutes from the Iowa-Illinois border. So we, we were like, oh, well, it's, we're going to take a day. We're going to take a trip, whatever. And so she's like, she's like, here, just follow this, follow the GPS. I'm like, all right, cool. We're, I, I don't know where we're going. We're going to, she said we were going somewhere in Iowa, just over the, over the border. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're driving and, you know, we get over the border, we're driving into Iowa and it's saying like, oh, your destination's in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, all right, we're like barely in Iowa. And so we, we get off the highway, we go um, down like a, like a county road. And then I see a sign that says like, uh, it said like something, something Dyersville. And I was like, why does that sound familiar? This was just after the White Sox played in the Field of Dreams game. And it clicked in my head five minutes before we get there. Oh, cool. Oh, Dyersville, that's where the Field of Dreams game was. Are we? And I was like, are we going to the freaking Field of Dreams? And she was like, yeah. So went to the, the Field of Dreams movie site. And, you know, I, I grew up watching that movie as a kid. It's It's a... It's a great, great baseball movie. We talked about it uh, when we did our, our, our sports movie drafts. Did the house tour and everything. Saw the field that the, that the movie was shot at and everything. The MLB stadium wasn't open. But it, it was one of those experiences that, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get choked up. It was one of those experiences that I just, you know, you don't kind of prepare for sometimes. Well, especially yeah, you when my wife yeah. surprises me with it. But, <laughs> you know, I, I was... I was a month, two months away from, from being a parent. And, um, being there and I was, I was sitting on the, uh, the bleachers looking out. Oh my God, I can't tell this story. (laughs) Looking out at the baseball field and there's all of these moms and dads and they're playing catch with their kids. (sighs) Oh boy. And it, um, (laughs) I was just like this. Uh, and it just kind of like was just one of those moments where you're just like, yes, it's a movie, <clears throat> yes, it's sports, but it also like comes back to you as like well, yeah. what it connects. It connects all of us, and, man. Um, like, yeah, man. It was so that was uh, one of those experiences that um, hit me not only as a sports fan, but was one of those first experiences that like hit me as a parent, and I was just yeah, I was just like this, so. Yeah, I wanted to mention that because that was just like that's one of those experiences that um, it uh, if 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 you know if, if baseball means something to you, if if that movie means something to you, if sports means something to yeah. you, that is uh, a really cool place to go and see because it's just so unassuming. Like we talk about being at center ice of the United Center, walking into uh, being at center field for Wrigley Field, and walking into Notre Dame State. These big venues, big historic venues. Um, but something as simple as just um, a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield yeah. and just like playing catch with your kids, like that means that movie really means cool. a lot to really a lot cool. of people. And just think about in a few years when you get to bring her back. It's and definitely how cool something I want to do. Yeah, definitely something I want to do. Yep. Um, all right, we're running late, but I sort of. On the same vein, I, Sorry, I if anyone no no if anyone's been following me on Twitter, uh, their season just ended. But Athletes Unlimited 
uh, softball that plays in Rosemont uh, in August and, uh, for actually almost all of August is like the most amazing thing for kids because the players are right there after every game they come and sign autographs and like to watch my daughter get to years ago met one of the players she gave her that's how I met Casey actually is this player Courtney Gano met Addie after a bandits game at the time gave her a full bag of equipment bats shoes pads the whole thing They've been now friends for years, and now awesome. every summer we make a point to go to Athletes Unlimited to go see Courtney and see the team, and it is the best players in the world at the top of their game, and they're as close to me and you, you know, as I as we are to Greg. That's awesome. And uh, they asked the girls, like, do you play? What position do you play? How old are you? What are you working on? Like, it's just an incredible experience. Uh, that um, impact feel, it's right where the dogs play. Yeah. It's, like, right next door. I freaking love it. It is one of my favorite things to do in the summer, and I'm bumbling missed this weekend when the season ended. But next year, keep your eye on that. It's it's a great time. Yeah. All right, we should wrap up because we're late, and we got to fumigate these couches before the bear show comes in at three. <laughs> uh, so thanks everybody for watching. We got to remind you one more time, of course, that the best way to support us is to download that points bet app and use the code CHGO when you do. Not only will you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but you're also with a $51 or more first-time deposit going to get that CHGO membership. Look for that new shirt that is being unveiled today during the Bear Show at 3 p.m. You can pick that one when you join with CHGO promo code on PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll get you squared away. And, of course, in case you missed it, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. Download the app from start to finish. Use that code CHGO. You'll be placing your wagers in moments. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Thanks to Joey for running the show today. Thanks to the Blackhawks for making this yeah, incredible experience to uh, happen today. Lindsay and everybody out there, thank you so much. And thank you all mostly for watching and listening. We greatly appreciate it. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, Make sure you do that. Make sure you smash that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And Mario has 4,999 Twitter followers. Yeah. Go follow Mario underscore Tirabasi on Twitter and get him over the hump. Someone unfollowed me. <laughs> only if you're not a bot so it doesn't disappear. Right. <laughs> exactly. Real people only. All right. We'll talk to you Wednesday at 1.30 about stuff and also things on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.